How are we living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, coming to you today to preview the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And let me tell you guys, it is going to be a fun weekend of football. Yesterday's episode, we had the great Tony Parks. I mean, just a living legend there in the state of Utah. You know, that's a state that I've been known to make fun of. A place, you know, talking to trees like, oh, man, you live in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. Well, the more we continue to do the po- this podcast and the more pictures Tree sends me and the more information I learned about Utah, um, I'm actually the one that lives in the middle of nowhere. And Tree just lives in an absolutely beautiful location that doesn't get the respect it deserves. And I think everyone that lives in Utah is okay with that because they do not want it just being bombarded with people. They want to keep the mountains and the scenery and the environment to themselves. You guys have done one hell of a job of doing that. So congrats to you guys. Uh, But like I said, yesterday we had on Tony Parks. It was an awesome episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, pause this one right now. Make sure you come back, but go listen to that one and then just give it a listen because Tony is an amazing dude. He's been on with Trees, you know, just him and Trees before I had to miss. Getting to be on them with him yesterday was amazing. Here's another start to an episode for two minutes with me talking and no Justin Trees. So, before we even get into any receiver or anything like that, I truly do want to know, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. You're right. O- only two minutes. Only two minutes this time. Uh, my wife literally texted me in the middle of my workday today. LOL. You did not say a word for the first eight minutes today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then later on, later on, she, I got, now I like want to pull up the text, but she was like, I just want you to know, I listened to 35 minutes. I'm now done. But hey, she lasted 35 minutes, which means bravo to Tony Parks, because I don't think she's ever listened to more than 30 minutes of it when it's just me and you. I don't know how to take that because I feel like I thought we had a friendship. I thought I built in the friendship with Jasmine and not even getting 30 minutes over time. It's all right. Nope. It's all right. Shit happens. You know, it happens. I guess so. So, But so anyways, I'm super pumped for this weekend's games. I'm super excited to talk about these games. I'm also super excited for us. um, For anybody that follows us on Twitter. One, thank you. Two, if you don't, please do, because we want more followers. We want you guys to see all of our awesome posts. But two, we have been posting a lot of uh, DFS plays lately. And so we decided today because this is the last big slate of fantasy football games. We want to actually talk about these games as well. So we're going to talk about our own DFS lineups in today's episode as well. But before we get into that, let's get into some true Sivia. This is where we really need some music. And then it would be like, all right, okay, true Sivia, but we're not there yet. Soon enough, soon enough. (laughs) So, all right. Austin, in, in the history of the NFL, playoffs mm-hmm. there are five players five um which have had a passing touchdown receiving touchdown and rushing touchdown in their careers can you tell me at least three of these five okay so passing receiving and rushing correct okay within a playoff game and you want me to give at least no three. not not within a playoff game just in their career okay one is going to be julian edelman bingo um trey no was it who was the tight end for the eagles that did it in the super bowl that threw the philly philly that's Trey Burton, but no, he does mm-hmm. not have a he does not no. have he does not have a, a rushing. rushing touchdown. Yeah. And I actually don't think he has a receiving either. Maybe he did get one, but for sure does not have a rushing. Okay, so I'm trying to think of other players who would quarterback wise, does does Tom Brady have one? He does not. Okay. Does Russell Wilson have one? He does not. Am I getting close? You're actually getting further away. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. Um, is there even a quarterback on this list? Correct, which is why I said you're getting further away. So With just Russell think about Wilson. 
Okay, so Drew Brees. No. Tony Romo. Negative. Again, you started off talking about something and then moved away from it. And I'm saying you're going to do further. There you go. Nick Foles is one of them as well. Okay. Okay, so Edelman. should have been my second guess. (laughs) Should have been. So you have Edelman and you have Nick Foles. There are three others. I don't think that you're going to get – I know you won't get one of them. One of them you may, one you should get. That's the, with the remaining three. Okay. One I should get. Give me a little bit, just more information to kind of guess on. Um, he's like still active, in the NFL. He's an active football player right now. An active starting quarterback. Cam Newton. Nope. Starting active. An active starting quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. No. Patrick Mahomes does not have a receiving touchdown. Travis Kelsey. Okay. No. That he I mean Travis Kelsey plays tight end, not quarterback. So Well, um, yeah, but they've run pass plays with him before. That's why gotcha. I'm asking. I gotcha. didn't know if they did a flip because he did have a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Gotcha. He is an active starting quarterback, and you should really think about how last weekend went. Philip Rivers, Lamar Jackson. No. What, when did Lamar Jackson catch a touchdown pass last week? You know, man, I'm bewildered by this because I'm trying <laughs> to run so many freaking names through my head that I'm stressing out, okay? The, the answer is Josh Allen, Big, Austin. When has he caught one in the playoffs? Last weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. <laughs> long pause for annoyance with myself that's amazing i'm sorry i'm really really truly sorry about that um so um remember because he threw it from stefan diggs to josh allen anyways sorry okay so that is number three the other two are cordell stewart who i thought maybe Maybe you could have thrown that out of your, your hat. And I was like, probably not. And then the other one who I knew you weren't going to get is uh, Freeman McNeil from the Jets. Um, I believe it was 1980, 1981, somewhere in that area. It was early 80s, uh, the number three overall pick in the draft. Freeman McNeil, is that what you said? Yep, running back. Huh. Well, Awesome. So Julian Edelman, Nick Foles, Josh Allen, Cordell Stewart, Freeman Neal. The only five players in the NFL history to have a passing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown in the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. Good for them. And for some reason, I am still confused on the Josh Allen receiving touchdown. It's like my mind just doesn't remember it. And I don't know why. I mean, it's my own fault, so... It is, but hey, there you go. I was, I was trying to lead you in that direction. It just did did not go the way I thought it would. So that's not all right. Not at all. That is all right. That is the point of Trusivias. They're fun little exercises. Let's, you know, get that brain going. So, all right, let's move in. So let's talk about some fantasy. Let's let's do some DFS lineups here. So again, like I said, we've put, been posting some cool DFS uh, little tidbits um, it's made it's made us some money. I mean, I'm not gonna act like it's won us a ton of money, but I think uh, multiple times it's won us over 30 bucks. You know, for and I'm just doing because it's your bet and it's my bet. I want to do it in the same um, same slate. I'm only betting a couple bucks on it just to see what the totals are out. But you know, overall, I think I've won a, a couple hundred bucks when it's all said and done since we've been doing it because we started in week I think 12 or 13 doing this. So pretty good. Um, so let's just dive into our lineups. Again, four-game slate, which I think is super fun. Um, my favorite day of doing DFS is on Thanksgiving. It's um, it's always a good time because it's only like three or four games. So let's dive into this. Your quarterback is who? My quarterback, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to get this pulled up while you were talking, and of course you throw it at me right now. So not your fault. It is mine. I believe I went with Patrick Mahomes. And, and the reasoning of doing that is because he is playing the Cleveland Browns defense, which has been good. 
But within this, and at the same time, it's the fact that he has already gotten an entire notebook written down of this defense for the Cleveland Browns for watching them play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their secondary has been dealing with some injuries, but this is a guy who's been resting for two weeks. We already know who he is in Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to come in prepared. He's hearing the noise already of just people thinking the Browns are going to come in and make a difference and create pressure or, you know, they're resting too much. So he's not going to be as good. I don't think that makes a difference. I had, I got Patrick Mahomes at what? $8,000 on the DFS list here worth every freaking penny of it because that dude is about to have himself a heyday and within the five playoff games that he started within the Kansas city chiefs, every game has been over 31 points. They've scored 31 points in those games. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Um, actually I'm going to have you just go down your lineup the entire way. Um, just so it's not confusing. So let's just do your lineup. So right now you have Patrick Mahomes running backs. You have, who are your top two running backs? I have Cam Akers and Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, and the reason I have Cam Akers is because we saw him explode last week. I think that carries over to the Packers. This is something we talked about a couple weeks ago, Trees, when the Packers and Titans played. And it was a question of, hey, are the Packers going to be able to slow down the run? You know, it was a poor weather game with the snow in Lambeau. Tennessee Titans were completely thrown out of their game. We didn't really get to see how they were against the run. We will this week because the Los Angeles Rams that's all they like to do. They like to run those RPOs. They're going to give Jared Goff the option to hand the ball off or throw. I think they realize that the running game with Cam Akers here is going to continue to work. I got him at 5700 bucks, throwing him in there, let him going to roll and just continue on from what he did last week and carry and let it carry over. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is coming off an ankle slash hip injury uh, that he had with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think it was like three or four weeks ago um, up to this point. It looks like he will be ready to go. He did practice this week, which is good news. I got him for $5,500 um, and added on the list. And the reason I have him here is because when you get to this point in the playoffs, someone else has to step up that you're not used to seeing step up. The Cleveland Browns know it's Travis Kelsey and it's Tyree Kill. And, you know, you get, you're going to have to respect Sammy Watkins. You're going to have to pay attention to McCole Hardman. Where's Demarcus Robinson? Well, hey, you also have a rookie running back who might possibly be involved in the passing game this week, which is great for the Chiefs and is going to be great for them moving forward. At least I hope so because we haven't seen it yet. Next, I have Mike Evans. It's pretty clear. I got Mike Evans, Michael Thomas at receiver, along with Robert Woods. So those three receivers right there, I got at 6,400, 6,700, and 5,900. And personally, I think that is a great set of receivers to have with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. And then for tight end, I went Cameron Brait. He's a guy who exploded last week for the Buccaneers. Maybe I shouldn't use the word exploded, but he did have a good game because defenses are going to know, hey, there's Mike Evans, there's Chris Godwin, there's Rob Gronkowski. Who's going to be open with the two tight end sets that the Buccaneers like to run at times? It's going to be Kramer Bray across the middle. Tom Brady is taking advantage of it. I love to see it. And in my other flex position, I went with J.K. Dobbins. I think he has a big game against the Buffalo Bills. Their defense struggles to stop the run. He has been rolling like a madman right now. And then defensive-wise, I decided to contradict myself and go with the Buffalo Bills um, in hopes that they, get it, they force the Ravens to be in a position of, hey, we have to pass the ball. We can't rely on the run game. They're going to create turnovers. They're going to get to Lamar Jackson, um, and they're able to put points up. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic lineup. Uh, you and I talked about this yesterday when you sent it to me. I was like, yeah, that's really solid. I see reasons on all of them. Um, you know, there is Mike Evans, you know, history of getting shut down by Lattimore, so I would be concerned about that. But everybody else, I totally get it. Um and sorry, I'm not trying to pick it apart, but just my reason why I didn't choose these guys. Uh, Cameron Brait, obviously had the big game there, but actually ever since Antonio Brown has come here, it's like the Tom Brady has not been targeting his t tight ends near as much. It's been a lot more wide receiver heavy. So that's why I actually stayed away from both of the Tampa Bay tight ends as well. Um, so who I got? I, I ended up going with Lamar Jackson at quarterback for uh, 7,600. Um, and it is obviously like most people it is strictly due to his running ability i think that he is going to be able to run on this defense and um i also think that it's going to get something if the game starts to get close to out of hand like it did last week he is going to go i'm going to take over with my own legs and make it so this does not become out of hand i'll uh what he did against tennessee when they're down by 10 50 yard line takes off 
well, whatever it was, 49 yard, 51 yard yeah. touchdown run, second longest in uh, playoff history from a quarterback, only behind uh, Colin Kaepernick when he did it against the uh, Green Bay Packers. So I went with that. Um, I'm actually going to stack that and go with Lamar Jackson's and J.K. Dobbins as well. I always try to stack my uh, quarterback, usually with the wide receiver. But this one, I'm going to choose the tight end because this team is so run heavy. I'm just trying to get all the rushing yards I possibly can from the Ravens. Um, Obviously, Edwards is going to get his share of carries, but I think that these two are going to get majority of it. So, And I'm with you. I don't think Buffalo can really stop the run. Uh, I think we kind of talked about this offline a little bit yesterday that I might – Want to know what Baltimore is going to be run, able to run on Buffalo, but also I don't know if Buffalo can, or I mean, Baltimore can stop Buffalo's passing attack. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a f- very fun game. Um, uh, so I got him for 6,000. Like you said, uh, I went with Aaron Jones at 6,800 was for my second running back spot um, against the Rams. Uh, obviously the Rams can be a very tough defense, but I just have faith in this creativity that the green bay packers are going to have on offense so i i end up going with aaron jones i think that he's going to be a big part of it uh i'm hoping that he gets involved in the passing game here and you know there is a little bit of concern though like aj Dillon that came in started started doing some stuff while jamal williams is out williams is back now like is this going to be a three-headed monster like that is a little bit of a concern for me but i think that they will kind of be that ride or die on aaron jones um they know that he brought them this far from the running back group. Like, let's keep it going here. So I went with that. Um, also, what I like to do is, so I like to stack my quarterback with another player, and then I like to do a turnaround, meaning if I have a quarterback and a wide receiver that I think are going to do very well, usually in a game like that, if it becomes true, the team that they're facing is probably going to be behind and they're going to be needing to get some garbage points and they might get some garbage yards. Given I think this game is going to be very close, so it's not going to be garbage points. I think he's just going to be very good on the opposite side. And I went with Stefan Diggs as a wide receiver one. So end up paying 7,300 for Stefan Diggs. Again, I just said that I didn't think Baltimore is going to be able to really slow down that passing game from the Bills. So I wanted to take full advantage of that. Um, you, I think you are an idiot if you don't have one of the big players from Kansas city in your lineups this weekend. Um, after sitting out basically two weeks, I obviously there is always that concern that they're a little rusty, but they're going to get going. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. It's the Kansas city chiefs. Um, so I end up going Tyree Hill with my wide receiver two at $8,000. So going, going heavy on my top two, um, Hill's going to beat him deep. Like he's, Hill is going to make his place. Um, and then I went with um, Deontay Harris, the wide receiver for uh, New Orleans. So he's slowly started to become a weapon for this team um, in that as that wide receiver three role. And so I really liked what I saw last week against the Bears. Um, and the thing with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas is we're always the last few years, like we're used to like this, like 30% target share, which is insane. Like him targeting him 30% of the time, like this year, man, it's down super low. It's down to like, I think it's in like 13, 14%, which is usually still crazy high, which is the funny mm-hmm. thing. Like that's usually a good, like not crazy. High. That's usually a good number. Like crazy high is usually around 20, but like it's a healthy target share, but it's, so much lower than what it has been that I think Harris is going to get involved. So I went with Harris there a little bit cheaper at 3,500. Um, but I think that's just a sneaky, good wide receiver three play. Um, here's where, because I went so heavy on my running back two, my top two wide receivers where I'm going to have to eat some cost and that's at tight end. And I'm actually going with Mercedes Lewis. And this is strictly me hoping that he gets one of those. They're on the two yard line play action fake to Aaron Jones, Mercedes Lewis coming across the side or sneaking out after a block and he just gets a garbage time touchdown or I shouldn't say garbage time, but an easy touchdown. No, nobody Mm -hmm. around him, you know, that type of stuff. So I fully recognize this dude also could go for zero. Like he may not even have a catch, but I mean, I'm willing to take that risk because I got such, such high upside with Diggs and Tyreek Hill though there. So, and then with flex, I'm going with Kareem Hunt. Um, and I'm doing that because I think that the chiefs are in the lead a lot and early in this game that they are going, the 
Bear, Browns are going to be behind and they're going to have to get into, I'm not going to say in a passing game, because I actually do think that this game is, I'm not going to say that the Chiefs blow them out because I do think that the Browns have the potential to try to keep this close with the running game. But I also see like if they do get down, you know, 10 points, they might want to get out of that running style and get into more of a pass happy offense. And I think Kareem Hunt is going to be a big part of that. I don't know if your guys' linebackers can keep up with Kareem Hunt here. I know Will Willie Gay probably has the speed to, but again, rookie against Kareem Hunt, who you obviously know is a fantastic running back. He's going to get his. So um, I really like that as my flex at 4,800. And then I'm going with the Saints um, with my defense at $3,300. I think that they pick off Brady a time or two. Um, I'm sure that Tampa Bay will will get theirs, you know, they'll get their points. But um, at this point, it's it's one of those weird things that like no, you don't feel comfortable with any of the defenses. You're like any of them Mm -hmm. are, yeah, they – the other offense probably could go off on them at any point. So <laughs> anyway, so that's my lineup. I still have $200 left over, which I don't care. Like, I don't care that I have leftover money. Um, I think you can get into like a sucker situation if you feel like you always have to use every last dollar of your DFS lineup. So um, that's my lineup. That is a very good point there at the end where it's like, you feel forced to use every freaking dollar of it. You know, it's like, ah, man, like maybe I can get a better value at this position. When at times you're just chasing a name more than you are anything. Um, that is a very solid point. This is something that we started doing, what, five, six weeks ago. Um, but it's been fun. It's been nice and enjoyable. It's not something I'm used to doing or not something I've done a lot of. Uh, but since we've started doing it, it's like, man, I actually kind of like building a team of just everybody that's playing. And I know these carry over into other sports. And I'm definitely probably going to start doing it in basketball uh, once the football season is over because, you know, we're getting here towards the end. Uh, but within this and that, let's go ahead and get into these games. Let's preview this first NFC matchup, the Los Angeles Rams playing at Lambeau. This is a 3.30 Central game um, on Fox. This is going to be a fun game. And I saw someone tweet uh, yesterday, or excuse me, yesterday evening, um, and it was comparing the the RPOs per offense for the Rams and the Green Bay Packers because Sean McVay being the head coach of the Rams, Matt LaFleur, the coach for the Green Bay Packers, they have a relationship. They've worked together, right? But the thing is, Sean McVay loves running the RPOs with Los Angeles and Matt LaFleur does not with the Green Bay Packers. It's just like completely different offenses there. And it's understandably so because – just because you come from the same type of guys does not mean you have to run the same exact type of offense. You also have two different style quarterbacks. You have weapons on this team that's, you know, kind of dispersed and elsewhere. And it's awesome to see that in a difference from both these guys coming from the same place, same type of, you know, mindset in place and still being this different. This is going to be a very fun game to watch this defense for the Los Angeles Rams. It's going to be a huge difference on if Aaron Donald is playing or kind of where he's at health-wise if he does play. But Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams, does Devontae Adams finally get shut down? We don't know. How does Aaron Jones look for the Green Bay Packers? It's going to be good. It's going to be fun to watch this. And, you know, Green Bay's defense against the Los Angeles Rams offense, uh, are they able to get pressure? Do the Smith bros get to Jared Goff? How is Jared Goff's thumb in this weather? You know, how is how does the weather in Lambeau affect – a Cali kid like Jared Goff or, you know, a Cali team in the Los Angeles Rams because Aaron Rodgers was asked this a couple of days ago and he's like, Hey, you know, it's different playing in the cold game in Lambeau, you know, the turf, the, the grip on the ball, the weather, um, just everything plays in a factor. Sometimes you don't think about it and it does make a difference. The Packers are of course used to this. They get home field advantage. How much of an advantage do they truly get with poor weather here in Lambeau? I am picking green Bay to win. I think what happened last week was pretty much a choke job from the Seattle Seahawks last week was a choke job by the Seattle Seahawks. It just, nothing was clicking. Nothing was working. The Rams caught them on an off day, everything that they needed to go their way pretty much just kind of felt like it did. So with this matchup, I am taking the Green Bay Packers for them to continue on to the NFC championship game. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see where, where to start here. So yes, I'm super excited about Ramsey versus Adams. I'm super excited about LaFleur versus his former team and and McVeigh. He was there uh, 2017, right? Because um, then 2018, he went to Tennessee. Then 19, obviously, he was with Green Bay. Now we're in 2020. So super excited about those. 
Um, I think this game is going to be fun. I really do. I, I'm super excited about the Rams making it this far. Like that's kind of cool. Obviously it sucks for the Jags. So they have their first round pick, but like the Rams are a fun team to watch. Uh, they, they have a lot of cool skill players that I really like to watch. Their defense is just awesome. Um, their defensive coordinator get, needs to get a head coaching job. And I also understand like he also has Ramsey and Aaron Donald. So you're kind of like, how, how are you going to suck if you have those two guys? But also like he has built a lot of good players, like, or put them in a lot of good situations, I should say. So I think that's awesome. I think that uh, the weather is going to be a big factor in this game. And that is why I'm taking the Packers to win this game. I think that they're able to just get out early. And then like the cold is going to just start eating at these um, Rams players in the second half. And they're going to just be able to start pounding the ball. Um, I think that some besides Aaron Donald, some players are going to start being like, shit, I have to try to tackle this AJ Dillon dude. It's probably going to be like, Hey, <laughs> let's get Aaron Jones out early. And then, come the second half they might be like hey it's time to just bring out the bulldozer and just like let some let him you know hit some people so i think that's gonna be an awesome awesome thing to watch that's a very good point about aj Dillon in the second half of this game with just that weather and it's like hey go ahead and meet me at the line of scrimmage you ain't getting through both these thighs you might get to one but you ain't getting to that second one because when it comes through it's knocking you the f out uh, the stat that I use here for the RPOs, I ended up finding the tweet and I want to share with you guys because I thought it was interesting. And Trace, I think you might like it as well. Matt LaFleur is second in the NFL in running RPOs. A guy who never runs RPO in Sean McVay, he is literally ranked dead last in the NFL in RPO play calls. In the last two seasons combined, the Rams offense has had 2,231 plays. They've ran an RPO concept seven times. Seven snaps. That's it. Out of those 2,300 plays, he's ran an RPO concept seven times. Totally different variations of offense. Uh, he later goes to say, came from the same forest, totally different trees. Thought that was a cool analogy. So within that, pretty neat. I thought that would be a fun little fact to kind of throw out there. Let's get into this next game. No, and this is the game I'm probably the most excited for this weekend. And, Trees, I think you can agree with me on this. It's the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Buffalo night game hosted by NBC, and dude, I am pumped that we get Al and Chris Collinsworth calling this game because it's going to be a fun one. Weather-wise, in Buffalo, it's going to be 37 degrees. Here's the thing. Buffalo's favored by two and a half. Lamar Jackson's used to playing in the cold, too, being in Baltimore. All right, this isn't going to be something that I think faces him too much. It's just going to be a determining factor of what cleats does he wear because when they did play in Cleveland, I believe it was three, four, maybe a month ago at this point, there was a lot of slipping, right? That was a poop game for Lamar Jackson. They were slipping all over the place. Couldn't get traction. Hopefully that lesson has been learned. But this game is just, is the running game, can it be stopped by the Bills? And the passing game for the Bills, can it be slowed down by the Ravens? I know that's something we discussed yesterday, Trace, with Tony. But it's just going to be all over the place, and it's going to be fun. And when you look at this Ravens defense, is the secondary good enough to handle you know, the weapons that the Bills have. And it's more than just Stephon Diggs. You know, it was Cole Beasley sneaking underneath. The the guy that we saw last week, you had the toe drag swag. His name has totally slipped my mind. Gabriel uh, Davis. Thank you. Um, Has come on strong as well. And Josh Allen just continues to make plays. He continues to make throws. But here's the thing. Same thing can be said for Lamar Jackson. They needed him to make a play last week in the second quarter. They're down by 10. First down, they run the ball. Second down, they run the ball. It's third and eight. Not really a position you want to be in with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, down 10, needing to make a play where they know he needs to pass. Dude escapes the pocket, gets to the sideline, gets the ball downfield, converts, and from there, the Ravens just didn't stop. And they were able to slow down Tennessee, which is only a run-heavy team, but when they were passing the ball, they did find the opening. So that's where I'm kind of worried about you know, can they slow down this passing attack of Josh Allen and just the role that he has been on? If I'm picking a winner, I am going to pick Buffalo, but I hope the Ravens just beat the dog shit out of him. And I hope that it's just, this is a dog fight all the way to the end. I would love to see it go to overtime. I'd love to see a possible Justin Tucker game winning kick, you know, just let it come down to special teams. Let it come down to the best players making plays that need to happen because with my Kansas city chiefs, I'm a fan favorite. That's not just a cakewalk they're facing the Browns. 
But I'm happy the Chiefs do face the Browns instead of these two teams because if they do win and they host the AFC Championship in Arrowhead, they at least get to play one of these two teams who just got done beating the tar out of each other with the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. Picking a winner, though, it is Buffalo. Yeah, as a Chiefs fan, you have to be rooting for the Ravens. Like, you don't want to play Buffalo. Buffalo just matches up perfectly against the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, that's a nightmare. Um, I'll just start off with saying I am taking the Ravens to win this game. Um, I think that the running game, I will say, like, Edmonds and Milano, the other linebacker, Mm -hmm. like, I think that those two might be good at spying Lamar Jackson, so that might slow him down, which is weird because I just took him in DFS, but I just think that Lamar Jackson is that good. But, like, I could see that slowing them down. But, like, why I'm taking the Ravens is actually because I think that they're running the ball enough and keep Josh Allen off the field enough that maybe Josh Allen feels like he needs to force something. Cause he like, will go like eight minutes of gameplay without touching the ball and get in. And like, he might force something where the Ravens are able to take advantage of it. So um, I'm just, I am assuming that Josh Allen forces one throw and it ends up costing them. Um, I think this game is the game of the weekend. Super excited for it. Um, I told you this offline. I'm super disappointed in the NFL because the two games I want to watch most are both on Saturday. The two that I want to watch least are on Sunday. Um, I wish it was one and one, but it just makes Saturday that much better for me, I guess. Um, So I think this is going to be an awesome game. Um, I am not going to ignore the fact that the Bills lost Zach Moss for the rest of the offseason or playoffs as well. I think that is a big thing. I think Buffalo planned on using him and it was it clearly showed that they were using him last week as well of like it's now getting cold like he is going to be our bruiser and now they only really have Singletary they did sign Devontae Freeman to their practice squad so if they win this week then I'm sure he'll be on the active roster heading into um, AFC championship weekend if they end up winning that week so but super excited for this game I think it's going to be awesome um Watching like Humphreys and Peters against Diggs is going to be a lot of fun. They're, they're going to have to get creative where they move those guys into the slot. I know Humphreys does move into the slot a little bit. Uh, Peters, I mean, early in his career, Peters did too. Peters like used to like guard tight ends and stuff. And like, he just hasn't ever since he's gone to Baltimore. Um, and I'm talking about like when he went into the Rams, I don't know if he did it when he was okay. with the Chiefs. I'm with Kansas but, City, he Sutton kept him outside. Yeah. Yeah. So with the Rams, that's what he did. Um, but so I'm super excited about that matchup. And then on the opposite side, Tredavious white versus Malcolm Brown, who's been, um, or sorry, Marquise Brown, Mark, Malcolm Brown's on the Rams. Sorry. Marquise <laughs> Brown, um, is also going to be a fun matchup. Um, but when it's all said and done, it's, it's going to have to be, um, either Mark Andrews or Willie Sneed or, uh, Boykin. One of those guys are going to have to make a big play in this game. Um, it's going to, they're going to have to make one or two big plays in the passing game. And it's going to be after running it down their throat over and over and over where they're going to be able to beat them deep. Um, and it's going to be on Lamar Jackson, not to throw a complete duck like he did early in the Tennessee Titan game as well. Like he can't make that mistake. Yeah. And if he does kiss it goodbye, because that bill's offense is not going to be slowed down. Um, even with Singletary being their primary running back, I think they're still going to be okay. They're, they're just not a running team. They live and die by the past. The Bills will go as far as Josh Allen can personally take them. Our next game is the Sunday matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns, hosted by CBS. Now, the weather for this game says it's 41 degrees. Probably possibly going to be a little colder because the weather here in Missouri is just all over the freaking place. The Kansas City Chiefs are favored by 10. That is a massive number in the NFL playoffs, especially in the divisional round. But here's the thing. I'm taking it. I am taking that bet. I do expect the Chiefs to not necessarily blow them out of the water, but to win this game by double digits, maybe even two touchdowns. Because if Patrick Mahomes is looking at this defensive secondary, and as Travis Kelsey said yesterday, hey, he came into meetings with a notebook already filled out with a – scouting report on the Cleveland Browns defense and where they can attack and how they can take advantage of that defense, the linebackers and the secondary Travis Kelsey, I think has a heyday 
The Cleveland Browns, that is something their defense has struggled with, um, and it is being able to slow down tight ends. It's being able to slow down fast receivers over the top. Trees, that's something you brought up as well. Um, and I saw another stat this afternoon that I'm hopefully going to be able to find here quickly um, with the guy who absolutely, or excuse me, the guy who created the DVOA, uh, which is defensive value. Do you actually know what it stands for? I say this and son of a bitch. Let me find it as I just right here or as I talk, excuse me. Um, so the guy who created it, I guess, has an entire meaning for it. Um, in the value and stats and kind of what he looks at when he's breaking down games and the DVOA stands for defense adjusted value over average. So pretty much the value that a defense can bring throughout a game and in moments kind of depending on situations. So the 2020 DVOA with five pass rushers or more Patrick Mahomes is number one in the NFL was 78.2%. The 2020 defensive DVOA, with five-plus pass rushers, is the Cleveland Browns at 41.5%. Pretty much in saying if you blitz Patrick Mahomes, good luck everyone else. You are asking for trouble, and it's not going to be good for you. Now, he had more throughout here uh, with other teams over the weekend. His name is Aaron Schatz, I believe is how it's pronounced. Hope I didn't mispronounce that because uh, – <laughs> oops. But – Something to look into. I think that's a noticeable thing because if the Cleveland Browns do want to blitz Mahomes, it's something that without even that stat, you can realize watching him play. It's like when you blitz, he knows where the blitz is coming from. He finds the replacement. This guy's blitzing. My receiver filled the gap. Get the ball out of my hand. Go let him make a play. I'm excited to see this offense go. Now it's just which player steps up out of the stars. Is it Tyree Killer, Travis Kelsey? And which other player steps up out of the guys who need to make plays? Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Sammy Watkins, or even Le'Veon Bell. Someone has got to make plays. Defensive-wise, Willie Gay did not practice because he's dealing with an ankle injury as well. It was a high ankle sprain that he did two weeks ago. Um, we'll see where he's at. The Chiefs will need him. They do get Anthony Hitchens back, which is nice, but they're going to have to find a way to slow down this running game. And if you're missing linebackers, it's not a good or ideal situation to be in when you're looking at Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running the ball over and over and over. All right, well, there's your breakdown for this game, folks. Um, for me, I mean, mine's a lot more simple. I, I'm super, uh, just as a fan, right? Like, I'm super excited about, like, the Browns fan base having this because, like, I almost feel like the Browns fan base is where Chiefs fan base was last year, where it's, like, it's been so long since they've had success that now it's, like, Browns time like Chiefs got their success last year so now everybody's like kind of jumping on that Browns bandwagon too which is going to be super cool like last weekend it was awesome it was really awesome to see like the Browns start off the way they did they deserve it um as for this game it's just so hard because like the Chiefs they're going to score fast like even if they start off slow like once they get one play that works like they're going to just store, score fast. That's that's just the reality of it. And it's can the Browns then counter with either keeping Mahomes off the field or can they score quickly as well? So, like, that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, when it's all said and done, I actually think that the Browns stick around for the first three quarters and then – Kansas city just has too much firepower in the fourth quarter and end up pulling away. Um, and if you were a box score type scout by when it's all said and done, you'll, you may even think like, wow, that was a blowout when in reality, it was a very close game for the first three quarters where chiefs fans would be like, no, I was sweating the entire time. And now it's, they're just happy to be over with that. Cause uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I just think I'm super, every game's going to be awesome. Like, we're at this point where every team is very, very good, so it's hard to see blowouts. But also, I feel like every year there's a divisional round game that's an absolute domination and a blowout. Like, every year there's one. Mm -hmm. um, if there was going to be one, I would say it's going to be this game. Um, and that's not disrespect to the Browns. It's respect to the Chiefs that they can do that. Um, I mean – we saw it with the Chiefs last year with the Houston Texans. You know, the Texans get up 24 to 0. Kansas City goes and scores like what 35 unanswered points, ends up winning 30 or excuse me, 51 to 31. 
just a massive just showing for what Kansas City can do um, in a little bit of time. Another DVOA stat I want to throw out here. Uh, the Cleveland Browns ranked 29th on deep passes. They ranked 29th on third down passes. And they ranked 28th on passes to tight ends. This is their defense. So that is where they are ranked defensively in those situations when the offense tries to take advantage of them. Good luck overcoming that when you're facing a team like the Kansas City Chiefs because not necessarily situations you want to be in when you got Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, oh, and Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. So picking the Chiefs to win there, not trying to be overconfident. Anything can happen any given Sunday. We know that. But I'm feeling decently, decently confident within this, and I will be watching this game alone on Sunday. So no one's got anything going on. Hit me up on Twitter. We'll have a little chat about the game. All right, I'll come over. Flights are probably cheap that. to Missouri. They are super cheap. Uh, let's get into our last matchup of the weekend, and that is Tampa Bay going to New Orleans once again. This is Bucks versus Saints round three. Who gets the victory? Ultimately, on and honestly, I'm picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it is a very hard thing to do to beat a team three times in one year. Yeah. The Saints have had their way with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But throughout this season for the Bucs, Tom Brady's been learning, getting used to the playbook, building a better rapport with his receivers and teammates. And I think this defense is able to get pressure on Drew Brees. I think they're able to disrupt things, maybe even create a couple turnovers for uh, defensively here for the Bucs. And I just don't expect Tom Brady to make mistakes. But here's the thing. When he's on the road in the playoffs, he's been known to do that. He's been known to have an interception here or there. And if he does that, if he does have that against the Saints, they will take advantage of that offensively and they will win this game. This can very well be a toss up or, excuse me, a coin toss on who comes away with the victory. I just think Tampa Bay makes more plays than the Saints. Might even be another situation where it's like, ooh, Saints got screwed over again, but Tampa Bay and Tom Brady's moving on. Yeah, I'm actually exact opposite. Uh, I, I I do believe that it's hard to beat a team three times, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers showed nothing that they can do anything against this team. Like they got their asses kicked twice in a row, both in prime time. Like prime time games, everybody's watching, and they still get their ass kicked. I think that Sean um, Sean Payton kind of has their number right now. So I think that I think New Orleans comes out and beats them. Um, it's funny because I said New Orleans was going to lose last week, and then now I have them winning this game. Um, <clears throat> but, like, I just don't know. Like, everything lines up to, like, be like, well, Tampa Bay should beat them, right? Like, they're the number one rush defense. They should be able to shut down Kamara. They have, like, two amazing linebackers with speed that should be able to, like, cover him out of the backfield. Uh, they obviously have Tom Brady. Look at all their offensive weapons. But – for me, you don't know if Ronald Jones is going to play who got hurt during warmups last week. Um, I don't have any faith in Leonard Fournette, and I know he scored a touchdown last week, but, like, he still looks bad. Like, if anybody watches him, like, you wonder, like, where he's running half of the time or, like, why he's not running somewhere more likely. Um, and then I brought it up during your DFS thing. Like, Lattimore just knows how to slow down Mike, Mike Evans, right? And so – and I love guys like Chauncey Gardner Johnson to be in the slot to try to slow down Godwin. Um, yeah. So, um, and then at that point, now it's like, can any like can anybody slow down like Cameron Jordan <laughs> or or anybody on that defensive line? Like I think that they are able to get pressure on Tom Brady and get some sacks or maybe cause some pressure. So, and now that Mike Thomas is back, like you have him, Sanders is becoming a big part of the offense. Uh, Jared Cook seems to make a big play once a game, like just randomly just makes a big play. Um, I obviously have Deontay uh, Harris in my fantasy lineup. Like I think that he's going to be big in the slot. So um, I think that Breeze is the one that's able to get the ball out quicker and be able to not cause turnovers. And so they're going to be the ones scoring. So anyways, so I am going to be taking the New Orleans Saints to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the third time this year. Ooh. Okay. I don't know where to go from here because that is going to be interesting. Setting this up. So for you, it's the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints in the NFC Championship game. 
And did you pick the Chiefs to win? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't say that, but yes, I took. Okay. Yeah, I did, because I, I said did. that they pulled away in the fourth quarter, so yes. Yep. So then it would be the Chiefs-Ravens, in your mind, for the AFC Championship game. It is, yes. Ooh, buddy. And I would have the Packers-Bucks, Chiefs-Bills. Yep. Wow. Hey, either way, very exciting matchups this weekend. I'm for pumped sure. for it. Do you think there's any way the Rams do sneak out a win in Lambeau? Like, there's of always, course, there's always a chance, but. Right. Um, yeah, and the biggest thing would be, can they do almost like what the Bucks did against them, right? Like, they might get down early, but can those DBs force a couple picks and maybe return one to the house? Uh, Rodgers doesn't throw a lot of pick sixes, but can they do that and shift the, shift the tide, basically? So, you have Williams and you have Ramsey. Like, can one of those two make a big play? Um, I mean, I've been saying it since October. Uh, that the Rams defense is built for a playoff run. Um, mm-hmm. So this, this is it, right? The biggest question has just been the offense. Can the offense do it? Which is so funny to say, cause you have Sean McVay's your offensive coordinator slash head coach <laughs> that like you would think that that wouldn't be the worry, but I mean, it just is at this point, like you just don't know what you're going to get from uh, Jared Goff. Yeah. And hopefully Cam Akers has another big game. Like, I hope that does carry over for the Rams. Um, and we do at least get the answer on how are the Packers against the run? You know, because they might – I mean, hell, dude, they might just run into a situation where they don't have to worry about it this year like they did last year. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that last year they just got screwed over running into San Francisco. It was like, fuck, like we wanted them to at least pass the ball a little bit. Like, that's where our strengths are, the secondary. We didn't expect them to run the ball up the middle of the whole game and just continue to eat us alive, but – you know, when something was clicking for him, it was clicking, and San Francisco 49ers literally ran away with it. Wonder if we see the Rams do the same thing. Yeah, and also I just want to say, like, how how fun was it last weekend watching these rookie running backs just dominate in Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor and it's Akers? Nice. Like, yeah. it was so much fun to watch those young guys just be like, yeah, the, the new breed of running back is here. Like, welcome to the club. Like, <laughs> Especially so- with Jonathan Taylor. Taylor playing the Bills because everyone just kind of overlooked the Colts. Like everyone that I talked to is just like, yeah, the, the Colts aren't anything special. They're not going to be, they're not going to be able to keep up with the Bills passing game. Like da 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 da. And it's just the Colts never went away. And ultimately, they had a chance to tie that game, let alone even win it. And some things just didn't fall their way. And Josh Allen and the Bills made enough plays themselves. That was probably my favorite game to watch last week just because how close it was. And I had been just pounding the table for weeks, like pay attention to the Colts. They could possibly win. They're going to keep it close. Sure enough, they did. Yeah, for sure. And I, that's another reason actually why I took the Ravens this weekend is because like, if you think about it, like the Colts probably should have won that game. Like when you think about it, like they, they went for it on fourth down, like inside the 10, like I think it was like the mm-hmm. six yard line. If you want to call it a drop or a bad pass, whatever, you're wrong. If you say a drop, it was a bad pass. Um, but you have that, could have got points. Missed like a 35-yard field goal, something like Justin Tucker would not do. Um, mm-hmm. And like it, you got inside the red zone, and then that's where it felt like ball, or sorry, Indianapolis couldn't really run the ball as well. Um, that's not the case with the Ravens. Like the Ravens are like one of the best rushing teams already in the league. But like when you look at their stats inside the red zone, they're even better. (laughs) So um, I think these two quarterbacks are the only two quarterbacks in the league that have not had a turnover in the red zone in their career as well. So um, fun little fact. Wow. I think that could be, could be interesting. Like knowing that like you're pretty safe when you get in the red zone that you're going to come away with points. Yeah, seriously. Damn, that must be really nice to know, like, offensively, like, hey, these guys aren't going to mess up unless it happens this weekend. That's kind of like, well, oops. Yikes. Yeah, totally. And given, and I don't know the stats with Mahomes. My guess is it's maybe once, you know, like, I'm sure Mahomes is pretty fucking damn good in the red zone himself. But I do know he does have a turnover in there, so that changes it up a little bit. Um, and breaking news, Alabama just hired Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. I know it kind of broke that that was probably going to happen, but it just got official. So fun fact. Wow. So good for Bill O'Brien. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Next week, we're going to have another guest for you. We're not going to say who, but we're going to have another guest. Um, 
And then also I want to have a good, and maybe during that episode, we're going to talk a lot of head coaching GM candidates. Like I really want to dive into that type of stuff because there's a lot of, there's a lot of news. Um, it's what Wednesday night right now that we're recording. Um, I'm going to say that I think that urban is named the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars by Friday evening. Really? I do. Is he still in Jacksonville or is he left already? He's left. Um, I think that he had, I, and this is just speculation. Like he was on TV with his deal yesterday, Tuesday. I think he's trying to get his final shows and his finals stuff wrapped up with Ohio state. Cause he's still like athletic, not athletic director, but some athletic something at Ohio state right now. People don't know this, but he's literally getting paid millions of dollars by, by Ohio state. Um, I think he's wrapping shit up this week. And so that's why he hasn't finalized and said it. Um, I think that there's a deal in place and it just hasn't been announced yet. If it's not done by Friday evening, then I'll say, okay, maybe it just doesn't happen at all. Like that's my, that's the way I'm getting this feel. It's like it happens this before this weekend or it doesn't happen at all. Wow. All right. So I'll be keeping an eye on Friday. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I could be totally wrong, but that's just like, when I read like a whole bunch of beat writers and stuff that I read and like trying to piece things together, that's kind of what it seems like it's going to be. We'll see. Um, a lot of cool, a lot of good head coaches are going to get hired in the next couple of weeks and probably a few busts as well. And that's what makes yep. this time of year so exciting for the teams that um, aren't good. So, <laughs> but that does it for us. So again, like always, we appreciate all of you guys. Enjoy an awesome weekend of games. And tonight we've been talking football.